Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian, and this week we have such a fun discussion. We are going to be talking about the original Jurassic Park film. So this week there will not be any This Week in Horror topics, because we definitely just want you guys to enjoy the discussion. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. But of course, quickly some information on the film that we'll be discussing. Jurassic Park is a 1993 blockbuster that was based on the 1990 sci-fi horror book of the same name. Following a paleontologist as he travels to an almost completed theme park, things quickly take a deadly turn. Prehistoric creatures overturn the power dynamic, and the fight for survival sees humans drop in the food chain. Originally released on June 11, 1993, the film created an empire due to its massive success. Bringing dinosaurs into the mainstream, the film became a staple for many. It would create and increase fascination with paleontology, prehistoric life, and science fiction. Beyond that, though, the terror brought to the screen led many to the genre of horror. Made on an estimated budget of about $63 million, the movie would go on to box office success. Seeing an earning of about $47 million in its opening weekend, it would then end up seeing about $1 billion in profit worldwide. Of course, the film is directed by one of the most celebrated directors of all time, Steven Spielberg. With that, though, the film is brought to life by its cast and the dinosaurs, of course. Sam Neill is Dr. Alan Grant. Laura Dern is Dr. Ellie Sadler. Jeff Goldblum is Ian Malcolm. Richard Attenborough is John Hammond. Joseph Mazzello is Tim. And Ariana Richards is Lex. Beyond the main cast, we also see fantastic performances from Samuel L. Jackson, Bob Peck, Martin Ferrero, and Wayne Knight. So let's go ahead and jump into our discussion on Jurassic Park. Hey everybody, so if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, everybody. Well, welcome back to Slash Her. We are in the final week of my birthday celebration month. And yeah, yeah thank you. And we decided to look into a movie. Uh, I hope it's not controversial. I'm pretty adamant that people are just going to accept it as being a horror movie. But we're going to be discussing Jurassic Park for this week. And who better to have on the podcast as a special guest than Rainier Croft from the Horror for Kids Twitter account. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Doing well. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is one of my favorite movie franchises, and so I'm I'm, I'm just in heaven right now. <laughs> We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I was like, you know what? This movie, uh, if I'm going to look into it, I thought, you know, perfect person, Horror for Kids on Twitter, oh literally just supplying me with all the nostalgia I need constantly on Twitter. So <laughs> thank you. so much to me. That's That's definitely what I try and do is uh, try and get people to kind of remember some of the things that got them into the horror genre, right? So I'm, I'm glad that that resonates for you. That's great to hear. Yeah, you do great stuff. I mean, you started the account back in May, correct? Of May, yeah, so it'll almost be a year coming up. So, That's crazy. You know what? I, I really started just being in COVID and lockdown and not having a lot to really do. Um, and it's always something that I've wanted to kind of do to kind of have an avenue to reach out to horror fans like myself and i'm a huge fan of like kids horror as you can imagine so <laughs> i thought what better way than to to start like a page that celebrates that and just the amount of like amazing amazing people that i've had a chance to meet has just been like mind-blowing to me like i can't believe i'm so happy that i had a chance to to, to start this because it's just been so f fulfilling in every way Oh yeah, you've done amazing. I remember because um, we started the podcast in May of 2020, and oh, so no uh huh. Yep. So I remember, <laughs> I remember first getting into horror Twitter and uh, like starting up our slasher page, and I was like, you know, finding people to follow the horror people who to follow. And I remember your account popped up. It was a baby account at the time, right there with ours. And I was like, <laughs> horror for kids, very interesting. So I followed back, and then it just been like such a steady growth. I've obviously been paying attention because you started at the same time we did, so we both entered like horror community at the same time yeah you as well congratulations i mean we're both doing really well so i'm, I'm happy because yeah you're the podcast is great i'm a huge fan 
Um, <laughs> so it's really exciting now to be a part of it now. Yeah, thank you. It's really cool to collaborate with somebody who it feels like we kind of like grew up with. So <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, you know, what's crazy to me. I had no idea that we both shared this this origin story that makes it so much more special now that's so cool uh-huh yeah. yeah we share a birthday together yeah that's so awesome okay that's so great to know right so as our, as our journeys progress we're going to be the same age and i you know we have a spiritual link now <laughs> wait you know what i'm hoping that once you know things kind of open back up we can one day meet at like a convention or something like that that'd be so awesome to finally get a chance to meet all these people that have had a chance to connect with over these past few months yeah Yeah, exactly that's exactly how i feel (laughs) mine too that would be a lot of fun now um it's gonna be very interesting i guess to ask you just because uh i feel like you're gonna have like you can have any answer so we every time we have somebody on we like to ask what your first memory of horror was or like your introduction to the genre (sighs) that's such a great question wow that'll get you thinking um I think for me, it was probably, I'm a 90s baby. So we had uh, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I definitely think that that was the introduction uh, to horror for me when I would just, I remember being in like the third grade and we'd have like reading competitions in school. And I remember winning just because I was flying through the Goosebumps series, flying through the Fear Street series, Flying through the Bailey School Kids, which are all kind of like these so good. mystery <laughs> horror children's. Yeah, exactly. So that was for me, like probably where I just became obsessed with it. To be honest with you, Ugh, love. Okay, I might be tough. Do you, what is your favorite? I mean, I, I would like to say Goosebumps, but Fear Street is something that I've always really been obsessed with uh, or obsessed with as well. What's your favorite Fear Street book? My favorite Fear Street book would probably be. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. I like, I like Revenge. Uh, street. I'd say probably the wrong girl. Oh yes, the wrong that girl a is a fun one. one. Pretty modern. Uh, th- that one's a good one. Um, the surprise party I read uh, a couple months ago. That was a great one too. Cool. I had never read that one. Here, that's a good one too. Yeah, I love I love the fierce ones. Uh, Christopher Pike books as well. I can't forget those. I was huge into those yes, as well. Yes, yes. Ugh, obsessed. I could talk about <laughs> Oh yeah. those books for so long. I know. Them. Those are such like staples in our childhood and teenage years, even in adult years growing up. Very much that. How about Goosebumps? What would be your favorite Goosebumps book? My favorite Goosebumps book. Wow. You see, Goosebumps books, I was like, like obsessed with. And then when the TV series came out, it was just like, the perfect storm for me. I'd say favorite Goosebumps book. I know it's I know it's a it's a kind of a not in anyone's top ten probably, but the Barking Ghost for me I really like. I don't know dogs. I, I I'm a huge dog lover, so like the fact that they had kind of made a, a a book about this ghost dog was so fascinating to me. I love that one. Um, of course, uh, The Haunted Mask is a classic one. Love that as well. Anything with um, Slappy, the whole Slappy stories, love that. So I think those would be my top ones for Goosebumps, yeah. <laughs> love it. Slappy, uh, I think I've, 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 I don't know if I have talked about it on the podcast, but I remember I used to have like a hardback um, like version of all three books of like the Night of the Living Dummy ones. And I remember just his face would terrify me. And I was so terrified, just like, I would wake up in the middle of the light uh, or in the middle of the night and he'd be on my bookshelf. And I'd be like, uh, so I remember I sold it. The next time I had a garage sale, I sold that book. I was like, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. I'm that was, Slappy was terrifying. I don't so blame scary. you, especially for kids. Yeah, Slappy was was re- really scary. <laughs> so he had to leave my home. I was not going to deal with that whatsoever. He had to Slappy's go. my favorite. <laughs> I love him now. <laughs> I would love to see, um, you know, kind of like his story get a reboot. Into I know we're kind of going off topic here. But I'd love to see his story get a reboot in like a modern 2021 age, um, have Slappy terrifying a family type deal. I think that'd be fantastic to see. 
like dead silence vibes yeah like dead silence vibes yeah a little bit more like mature like for the the kids that grew up you know right but uh, dead silence is a perfect reference for that yeah um i always think like with um i know they just released the scary stories to tell in the dark movie which i thought was a great like medium between like being something that's like a good introduction to horror for people maybe like 10 to 11 years old but also being like very interesting and engaging for like an adult audience i know it was kind of like on the fence for everybody but i thought it was great so if they can do stuff like that with goosebumps and like different stories i'd be so down yeah absolutely you're absolutely right i love scary stories in the dark especially around like october i love that movie especially that that um that season of the witch intro scene that's like one of my favorite halloween movie intros ever um and yeah you're absolutely right i think that age group uh 10 to 13 is where that is i i sometimes on my horror for kids page i sometimes i'm like should i cover it like it it, it was kind of going into pg-13 so i try not to i try not to do things that i feel like if a parent saw their kid at my page they would be upset with so right. i try to keep it you know as pg sometimes i go into pg-13 but i try not to go too too much so yeah but uh that that's one of my favorite halloween movies for sure yeah Fantastic. Keep up the great work. And that's kind of why we wanted to bring you on for Jurassic Park, because it feels like, although it's, I mean, so many things, a blockbuster, very action heavy, uh, very sci-fi, you know, but it's also very horror as well in a lot of its premise and what it delivers. And it felt like a good introduction for me, at least kind of coming from a personal standpoint, which is why I wanted to bring you on Uh, as a kid. It really got me into horror. And so I thought it'd be a great movie to discuss with you because I think it's a scary movie. <laughs> Even in rewatching it now, it's scary. So do I, especially, yeah, so do I. I. I totally agree. And it's so funny, when I told my family that I was going to be on this podcast, I was like, we're going to be kind of debating on if Jurassic Park's a horror movie. And it was just so interesting to hear their like opinions and perspectives. Uh, my mom was like, oh, that's not a horror movie. That's more like sci-fi. And you know, her and I were going back and forth. I I genuinely like I can't see how it's not a, a, a horror movie. If you if you consider like Alien to be a horror movie, mm-hmm. it's the same concept of this kind of foreign uh, phenomenon, you know, pre-extinct whatever, attacking and killing people. So I just feel like it's it's very horror esque. You had especially the first one. The first one to me um, strikes as the most horror esque movie in the franchise uh, just because you've got like you know that that scene in the kitchen with the raptors or you've got you've got the the scene with with the doctor's arm is like hanging out of the door <laughs> and like like that's like a severed arm that's like that's up there with some of the horror classics you know what i'm saying so yeah <laughs> it is a very spooky movie i mean it's a movie that i mean uh, i just i love that movie it was always something that i was like as a kid, it was like everything to me, clearly, which I think for a lot of people, it kind of resonates with them like in that, especially like in our age group, just because that's kind of what we grew up with. But like, it was like, honestly, so influential to me, like everything in my life around that time was Jurassic Park. I wanted to be a paleontologist, or I wanted to look into anthropology or um, archaeology, like I just wanted to do everything with uh, anything I could with dinosaurs. But it also with what it did for me was terrified me. And it really allowed me to kind of start looking into other things as a kid. Like I was a lot more intrigued in like monster movies and like wanting to then look into seeing like that, what that genre could be. So then I started like looking into older Godzilla movies and just like more monster heavy things. Yes. And so like, and Jurassic Park to me was that segue into a lot of that genre of horror as well and thrillers and whatnot. So I love it. That is that is perfect. Like I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's funny that you mentioned getting into paleontology, like because of that movie. I was the same way. Like that movie is what like got me into like paleontology and archaeology and just a fascination for like things in the past. Really, um, yeah. It, it was definitely a segue for me to be fascinated by all that stuff and i think that was the the way it was for a lot of people and i think i could be wrong i think godzilla came out there was a godzilla in 1998 
Oh yeah, the bad one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Looking back, it was terrible. But um, as a kid, though, I remember being into Jurassic Park, and then seeing that coming out, I was obsessed. You're right. You're absolutely right. Looking back, it's terrible, terrible. But you know, as a kid, like any monster movie is is so exciting to you, right? Right. Exactly. It's just great. I mean, and I'm sure everybody's of course had like a deep or at least have seen this movie multiple times. So like for you, Stormy, I mean, this is something that you grew up with as well. Oh yeah. I was super obsessed with this. I spent so much time like wanting to be cool. And so I just memorized so many dinosaurs names. Like, <laughs> I was that one kid that would be like, did you know, like blah, blah, blah about brontosaurus <laughs> and people like you're it kind of backfired on me in the long run, but I love dinosaurs. And I feel like this movie kind of was the first time that I ever really experienced that like anxiety or thrill from a movie. Cause like I, I grew up watching like tales from the crypt and stuff like that and goosebumps, but I never really got that like heart racing like excitement until I saw Jurassic Park. I can vouch for that too, definitely. That was, uh, I don't know if it was something about it being on a big screen, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, scenes like like the T-Rex uh, attacking the guy in the bathroom stall or like chasing them, chasing the Jeep, you know, those are like just things that really got your heart pumping for sure. Definitely. I mean, with, I mean, there's so many good scenes in this movie. I mean, the first hour of this movie, cause it's about, it's a little bit over two hours and like the first hour is all development, <laughs> which as a kid, I hated, I hated that so much. I remember uh, with the VHS even, and when it got to DVD time, like when the DVDs were a thing, it got a lot easier, but I remember we'd put the VHS in and just hit forward and wait until the T-Rex scene. I never watched anything in the beginning. I never cared as a kid. <laughs> and then DVD, just we skipped to that scene immediately. And then that last hour of the movie is like intense. You know, it's the intense action. The dinosaurs are running around the park. So I would always skip the first half of <laughs> the movie because it was never interesting to me as a kid. So boring. As a kid, I, you're absolutely right. As a kid, that that uh, not only did I find it boring, but there's actually a scene where. Um, where Dr. Alan Grant is showing one of the kids who I get, I think he like, the kid had made like a smart comment or something. Um, and he, he took like the raptor's claw and he like was mock like slashing the crosses. For some reason that scene always made me queasy. And so like, I was more than happy to skip all that uh, <laughs> slow burn. And it wasn't until like, I was like older and I looked back at the movie. I revisited I'm like oh wow that's like it makes so much sense as to why things were happening and you get a little bit more like appreciation for the the kind of like the science that these scientists were and paleontologists were, were trying to do here right so it's but as a kid though oh god it was the worst the worst hour ever the most boring parts of the movie I was like I gotta get through all this <laughs> except for like the digging I was always super into the digging at the beginning yes. I would watch that scene and then I would skip until you know, the action started happening. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But now, you know, it's great. And like you said, it's all very necessary. It's all needed. It's crazy to think like, nah, I don't know, as I was getting older and like paying attention to like the dialogue and stuff, it seemed, it seemed so complex and like, it was so hard for me to understand, but like now watching it, like in like, my guess, like my current state of my mind, like, it's so like, it's so easy to follow everything, especially because I've read the book and the book is like, next level with like their uh like descriptions of like what they're doing what oh, the scientists are doing i would love to read it oh yeah if you guys haven't read it it's i love it uh it's kind of hard just because the movie speaks a lot to me uh but I, there's so much more in the book that i really do enjoy um i think it's how it typically goes i think with books and movies yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah. just because the knowledge and like you know the building of the characters is just so much more in depth than what's going on in this movie um but it's just great. And I think, I mean, with the reading of the book, it really kind of simplified what they did in the movie. They made it very palatable for audiences, um, but still great. I mean, out of all these scenes then, I mean, what would we consider then probably the most terrifying to us and like personally, Stormy? Um, so the most scary scene? Um, sure. I would say, so there's like three that come to mind. One would be the scene where the guy dies on the pot because to die with my pants down, 
fucking terrible. Right. Well, the getting a, where the kid gets electrified yeah, that used yeah. to freak me out so bad. And I think it's because I touched an electric fence when I was younger. And oh. so, I mean, I just, it scared <laughs> me. And I was like, never kidding? again. Yeah. And then obviously oh, the kitchen no. scene, because I was like, the one saving grace, I've always been the fat kid. And so the one saving grace is when she pulls that, the like door down. Right. And that's where I die. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> it's over for and me. You just <laughs> snatched me by my feet. Uh, love. Renee, what would be your, what, your most terrifying scene? Okay. My, ter- my most terrifying scenes. Are we talking about throughout the franchise or the first movie? Oh. Give us a little bit of both. <laughs> Because I was saying, I, you know what? For some reason, the third Jurassic Park movie took a lot of, uh, like, heat. People weren't really that... Right. They hated it for some reason. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, it's probably one of my favorites in the whole franchise. I loved it. I loved the twist that they kind of took where it's like they gave the T-Rex a challenger with the Spinosaurus. I, I thought it was cool. There's a scene in that with the uh, the bird cage the bird nest scene yes yeah that for me was one of the most terrifying scenes um and i think it's just because like i don't know just like understanding like the circle of life like that bird was trying to feed uh billy to to its its kids just like how persistent it was on like catching him and whatnot that was and how it appeared on the bridge through the fog Mm. that was like one of the scariest moments for me um, but if we're keeping it to like the first movie, I, I can I can go on I can go on up. <laughs> if we're keeping it to the first movie though, I definitely like um, yeah the kitchen scene was one of the most suspenseful. You know, just having to watch as a kid, kids trying to maneuver their way through a kitchen on their hands and knees, uh, trying to escape raptors was was fast was creepy to me. Um, the little the little bay that like the other uh raptors make whenever they're calling each other that used to make my heart race so bad (laughs) that that whole thing was crazy crazy Uh um yeah i'd say that's probably one of them as well the scene with the arm when uh when when she's in that kind of like uh i don't know what it is but it's like a like a control center or something, <laughs> yeah. Color. Yeah, control, something like that. But what was creepy was that it was a pretty, like, enclosed space. And for a severed arm of your friend to just be dangling in there, you think it's him, that was, like, scary for me, too. <laughs> I do. I really do. That scheme used to freak me out as a kid uh, with Dr. Ellie. Uh, just because, first off, I loved Laura Dern. Uh, continuously loved Laura Dern. And I remember as a kid... Um, we would always make fun of her in that scene just because her scream and i understand now like watching it i was like i completely understand where you're coming from girl but when we would watch that as kids uh like when the hand would come down and she would turn around and just a look on her face i mean it's it's full terror in her face which is great but as a kid yeah genuine fear in her eyes but as a kid i I would always just laugh i'm like she's just like you know she's really scared (laughs) we would like laugh and make fun of her but now i'm like you know what she was booking it she was not only was she in the jungle with uh uh what is his name i always forget his name maldoon maldoon Mm -hmm. yes yes yeah he is um very interesting in the book i like his character a lot more in the book they really dumbed him down for this one um but when she's in the woods with him hunting and she's like running booking it through the forest getting to that little control room thing and then she gets she outruns the raptor in that scene as well and she fucking books it out (laughs) and just i love that scene it was always one of my favorite scenes as a kid uh because i mean as a little gay boy, any girl in a film doing anything remotely interesting or heroic in any way always was like my cup of tea. So always was obsessed with her since that moment. But I think the scariest for me is still the T-Rex scene. Really? Yeah, it freaks me the fuck out. I think because uh, all the raptors are very intelligent and very smart. I think with the kids being able to outsmart them in the kitchen, I always had like the sense of being able to like defeat them in some way i'm like you know if these kids can do it i could probably do it in some way if they can outsmart it i can outsmart it uh but with the t-rex that that bitch is too big that (laughs) it is so big so scary uh the scene where obviously where she has the light which always makes me so mad like lexi turn off the light girl but when the eyeball comes to the window and she's just pointing it at the eyeball nightmare fuel for me and then when 
Alan's outside with the little uh, like flare and that T-Rex just stops and stares at him and it's like full animatronic, a real ass fucking dinosaur right there just growling at him, screaming. I mean, I can't. I even rewatching it for this podcast. I was like, that scene is just too much for me to handle. It's incredible what they were able to accomplish, you know, in the 90s. Uh, Stan Winston and his artists were just amazing, amazing, like beyond time. Yeah, like I can't even print the words, like the the skill and the vision that must have gone into that. You know, I, I was reading some stuff uh, just before this podcast about how um, Steven Spielberg wasn't impressed with like the height of the Raptors and he wanted them to appear bigger bigger and so like and so the details that they you know added to the movie to give you that sense of of fear was just incredible oh yeah fantastic and i remember um because as a kid i would i would eat up the bonus features on the dvd and i remember uh even during the t-rex scene i remember like the complications that they had with those animatronics when the rain was i mean because that scene is constantly it's just pouring rain the entire time (sighs) so i remember they had like a whole like a whole issue with like the t-rex uh, animatronic because it was like malfunctioning and like they were having an issue shooting that scene like properly because it kept freaking out and they had to like they had to do so many different things and they had people there that were like patting it and trying to like soak the water out of it so it would stop like messing up so the fact that they went through so much just to make it look so damn good is like so obsessed with it like they changed the game with those animatronics changed the game so far ahead of their time like it's just absolutely unbelievable when you think about it Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's just so many crazy things with this movie. I do kind of want to get into um, characters such as how we are. <laughs> we would like to see like, who is your favorite character or who's your like least favorite character? So who would be your favorite character in the film then? I would say my favorite character probably be Dr. Alan Grant. And I'll tell you why. I think that, you know, as I said, if, if we're talking about like for franchise wide um, and going back into that third movie, um, you know, he didn't have to come back and, and help uh, that family look for their child, even though they, they conned him. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah, they he didn't have to do that. And especially knowing the dangers of what those dinosaurs like possess and what they can do. And, uh, and for him to, to go back and to go on like that one last adventure or so he thought, cause I heard he's coming back. <laughs> coming right? back. Yeah. Coming right. back. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was like the coolest thing at the time for me. So I, I think he's probably my favorite. Um, in the first one, he had a lot of like, just cool, like, 90s one-liners you know yeah the macho character so i think Mm -hmm. he was probably one of my favorites i love the kids too um there are some moments where i was just like so frustrated with some of the (laughs) decisions that they made but the the kids were cool too but they're kids you know so they're kids right Right. exactly right exactly they're gonna they're gonna be making those choices but (laughs) exactly exactly who's your favorite person in this movie storm my favorite is Dr. Malcolm because he is one of the only people that makes sense of things from the very jump. <laughs> He's instantly like, this is a bad fucking idea, but I'm here. Like <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. From the jump. I mean, so I guess like with that argument, like, are we on his side? Because I know like the argument between him and Hammond is very like. I mean, I understand where Hammond's coming from, even though it seems kind of crazy with obviously with the way things uh kind of happen but he, i mean his whole idea is like wanting to kind of bring like knowledge and wonder to the world which i think is great you know reputable uh but obviously <laughs> malcolm from the beginning is like you know this is disrupting like what nature is intending um so i'm kind of with malcolm in that regard just because i do i agree i mean everybody tells hammond and obviously he just like does not want to hear it like even like ellie with like uh with her study of like plants you know plant life even she's like you know some of these plants are like this is a different ecosystem even for them and even they can act out and do things that are like you know that you're not really prepared for so i mean i mean i agree with malcolm at least i mean does everybody else kind of agree that i agree with malcolm as well i think like one of the lines he had like a famous line or was like you don't play with god or something like that something like that in in the movie that was like one of the most hard-hitting lines because i'm like you know he was right like even as a kid I understood that 
this guy's right about this. Like, I don't know if we should be playing with <laughs> this whole ecosystem or this whole right. other life form. Yeah. So Malcolm was one of my favorite characters. He was very like suave too. So I was, <laughs> I was in from the jump. He was, you know, he was there just to be, you know, Jeff Goldblum Button down shirt. You know, <laughs> it is so crazy because in the book he's like not like that at all, like at all. Really? So when I, I yeah, I this book. Yeah, it's great. It really is so good. An easy read. I think it's pretty easy. It's not too long. Um, but in the book, he's completely different. Like he's like a more pudgy, like nerdy guy. They make him out to be a lot more nerdy than he is. And like he's just uh, he, he kind of still has like the same arrogance to him. But like, I think the biggest difference between the characters is in the book, Hammond is evil. Like he is so evil. Like he is out for the money when he's making this park. So I really like at least his change in character. I really like the idea of like him bringing this park about for, I guess like more, I mean, I don't even know the word, like just like a better reason than just like for money and whatnot. So I hate, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hate him in the book and I love the way he is in this movie. He is, is one of my favorite characters just because, I mean, with Richard Attenborough, I just love him. I love him to death. And he, <laughs> I do. And I, it was this movie, even though he is crazy and like watching it now, like in the scene with him and Ellie, when they're like having their whole like shindig at the dinner table as a kid, again, skip that scene, but like <laughs> in watching it now, I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like he really is like, she's trying to explain things to him as, you know, thoroughly as she can. And he's still like, you know, well, Nedry was the problem. So, you know, we get rid of him, we can fix things up. It'll be better. And he's just like, he's so, I, I don't know. He has like a drive that just can't be stopped. And I think, yeah. And it obviously is not going to work. Right. No, it's, it's, it's really, and you know what, I, they touch on, on that in, uh, in the last, the last Jurassic World that came out in 2018, they kind of briefly touch on his, um, the word like persistence or just. What he was aiming, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool how, you know, it, it ultimately all started because he was hell-bent on, on putting out this park to the world, right? So. That's a huge part of the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Would we visit Jurassic Park in real life? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I would. No, no. I would love to see people's pictures on Twitter and Instagram. But I myself wouldn't go, I don't think. Without these movies, maybe? <laughs> Without the knowledge of us being right. torn apart by dinosaurs, mm. perhaps. Um even with the knowledge of this movie, I probably would. I'm crazy. Uh <laughs> Adrian, I feel like you're that one person in the first Jurassic World. It's when the pterodactyls attack and he grabs both of his margaritas off of the table and takes I off running. <laughs> that would be Adrian. He'd be like, I paid too much, paid too much for these drinks. <laughs> Fuck these birds. I thought you were going to say I was going to be the assistant getting like fucking just drug around by the goddamn i don't know what those oh, things no. were like those type of parrot or pterodactyls i thought which i think is one of the most vicious deaths in like any of these movies that girl in jurassic world yeah i was i was literally just about to ask you guys like how did you feel about that one scene of that like the the <laughs> god got literally like that was probably the most uh abrupt and i, I want to say outside of in two when the t-rexes literally like pull the guy apart um outside of that scene i think that's probably one of the most abrupt and vicious deaths in the franchise like the way the teeth just literally like clamped down was just insane and so, <laughs> and so that was yeah like how could people not say it's a horror movie i don't know oh, come on they are murdering people i, I think another scene too that is like in this first film uh that i really used to terrify me as a kid and uh, I, I I don't know. It's kind of lost its luster, I guess, over the years. But in rewatching it recently, I was like, you know what? That scene is still so damn scary to me. Is with Nedry and the the Dilophosaurus. That is so scary. Yeah, that's my favorite death. Yeah, that's a great scene too. That's a phenomenal scene. It's because he's being hunted in a different way. I mean, with the raptors. I mean, we. I, I want to talk about the ending with raptors here in a bit. Uh, but like, just the way that this thing plays with him is so terrifying and like. I don't know. He's so stupid. Like <laughs> they're both so curious about each other. And then it kind of like cocks its head and then attacks him. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, Michael Myers. <laughs> I know. That scene used to get every time. Every time. 
is to make me jump. I love it. Yes, it's scary. It, it just, I mean, when he looks and it's just next to him in the in the Jeep, uh-uh. I, yeah. can't, I, can't, I can't do. I can't do. And then he drops the all the embryos. I remember back, oh my goodness, back in the day, uh, like, like when they were still like when Jurassic World was still in like development hell for all those years. I remember there's so many people online like with his embryos because <laughs> it was like a shot of them obviously like falling and all like the mud covering it. I remember there's so many people online before Jurassic World came out. They're like with all these crazy theories, like what happened to those embryos? Somebody else got a hand a hold of those embryos and like nothing ever came of it. But it's still, I don't know. I love that scene. There's just so much mystery shrouded in like what happened with those embryos and just his death altogether was just very intriguing to me as a kid. And he's such a terrible character that it's just almost cathartic to see him get attacked. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it needed to happen. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause he was the bad guy in the situation. Really. He's the one that caused all of this. So. Well, and he's, he's so cocky. Cause he literally tells the dinosaurs like, no wonder you're extinct. And then dies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And one of the things that I think that the franchise has done a great job of is really those who deserve it get what's coming to them. Like most of the time, they definitely get what's coming to them. Yeah, there's been some really uh, just kind of like nasty people that have just gotten absolutely obliterated by <laughs> either T-Rex or, or a Spinosaurus or something, something crazy. I love the uh, the opening scene of... The last Jurassic World, um, the one that came out in 2018, with the guy who thinks that he's made it once he's once he's escaped the, uh, the T Rex. Oh yes, he's hanging on the ladder over the water, and then that big Leviathan finally grabs him. That, that to me was like one of the best, one of the best intro scenes of of the franchise. I think for sure, definitely. Oh yeah, it was so good. And I wasn't like a huge fan of the rest of the movie, but like that intro scene again is one of my favorites. And I appreciate what that movie did because it definitely, I mean, obviously it threw a, a it threw a dinosaur into like a big haunted house. So almost like what the whole like aesthetic was. So it definitely tried to kind of go back to like the spookier like tone and roots that I mean are definitely displayed in this first film, just like with a lot of what it was doing. Even the second one a little bit, but it definitely felt like it was trying to return to more of a horror-based thing, especially after Jurassic World, which was just like I mean, nothing scary in that happened to me. That was like a full like action monster movie. Uh, but I mean, they at least tried to kind of go back to the more like creepiness that these first couple films brought. Absolutely. And, and the second one, the second one also is one that doesn't really get the love that I think it deserves, but there are some great kills in that one as well. Oh yeah. Um, the scene that sticks with me and that still freaks me out is when they're sleeping in the tent in that second one and good old... Rexy boy just puts his big ass snout into the into the tent and I'm just like uh if that happened to me I surely would have like a panic attack and I probably wouldn't see the light of day again <laughs> I think yeah I think my favorite scene in the second one was is, is that scene where the two t-rexes uh literally pull apart well, I forgot his name was, was uh Alan um they pull him apart and like literally it's like the first time in a Jurassic Park movie that you like see to an extent and they like toss up his body part and like catch it in their mouths and it was just pretty pretty gross i loved it <laughs> love it see this movie is con i mean this series at least especially is i mean it's definitely delivering us with the scares and the kills i mean amazing out of this movie then i mean stormy's favorite kill was nedry how about you renee what would be your favorite kill in this movie favorite kill i would say would be bathroom stall yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was great yeah it was good to see him get his get eaten like that it always freaked me out as a kid obviously because it's i mean it's the most graphic i least one of the most graphic deaths that we see like on screen at least i mean obviously samuel's arm or i mean his name's not sammy in the movie but samuel jackson's arm was pretty shocking as a kid but that was like the most like gruesome like on screen death that we definitely saw in that movie absolutely for sure for sure yeah. I was just going to say another scene that really pops out in my brain when I think about this movie is when they're in the Jeep and the, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but whenever the T-Rex knocks the like top glass on top of them. Yeah, that was great. That was a good one too. Terrified when I was a child. <laughs> Terrified. Terrified. I don't know how that glass didn't break. Like what kind of glass is this? It's T-Rex proof. <laughs> <laughs> Serious glass there. Also, remember the scene 
where the dinosaur um, spits that like acid into the doctor's face. And that, that part used to kind of make me jump too. <laughs> it freaked me out. I mean, cause as a kid I had uh, at least around, I don't know, early in my life, I started to have like my eye issues with my glasses and stuff. So that scene was like freaked me out. Cause I was like, kind of, I'm a paranoid person. So as a kid, like <laughs> anything getting in my eyes or something, it's like, Oh, that's what, that's why I need glasses. And that's why I'd always freak out. So that scene always gave me like secondhand, uh, like, I don't know. It just made me really anxious seeing that happen. Easy. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I'm, I'm the same with, with my eyes for some reason. I do not like things. Even when something like a lash gets into my eye, I need to shut down until it gets out or else I'll, I'll go crazy. I'm very sensitive with my eyes. That's why like anything in like any horror movie where it's like, you know, they're going to stab an eye or they're going to do something with an eye. If I hate it. It freaks me out. <laughs> I can't do. I really can't. Uh, but yeah, I hate it. Poor guy gets his I mean, he deserved it, obviously, but um, I think the way the logo evolved was kind of cool. Again, the third one kind of changed the look the logo, and I think that's why it took a lot of like heat. But I I really love the third movie. I don't know. I think for once we had like uh, a challenger for the T-Rex who for the past two movies was kind of like when you saw the T-Rex, that was the, the end all and be all. Of, of you know but the, the the spinosaurus though like gave it a real challenge it was so like i guess it was the the kong versus godzilla battle for us at the time right that was like to see the t-rex fight this thing was incredible so that was cool and like um yeah the way that movie started too with them being on that little boat and not knowing like what happened to to them when the spinosaurus was attacked, so scary, so scary, so scary. I will say, as a kid, I really hated the spinosaurus because I was a T Rex boy through and through. Uh, okay, I hated it. I hated that scene when they were fighting each other. I was like, I remember being in the theater watching that movie, and I was just like, as a kid, I was like, oh come on, come on. When when the T Rex <laughs> died, I was so pissed off. So it's, I mean, it sets up a good villain. They knew what they were doing in that scene by obviously, you know everybody loved the t-rex up until that point like it was obviously the staple <laughs> of jurassic park it still is but in that movie they took the chance and it surely pissed me off but i wish they would bring the spinosaurus back because i enjoy it i enjoy the way its design was it was really creepy to me and the scene where uh which always freaks me out is when um alan and the kid in that movie in the third movie when they like kind of link up with everybody again and you hear the stupid cell phone ringtone whatever thing going off and they turn around and that big ass bitch is just standing there Breathing, the ass bitch. breathing so heavily i was like no thank you oh i hated that it freaked me out still freaks me out i also don't know how they lived or <laughs> they got so lucky with that break in the fence because he was so scary in that movie to this day like when i hear that ringtone that <laughs> i'm like classic park three right there with- you instantly just turn around and you're like he's here yeah exactly <laughs> It's too scary. That scene always freaked me out. Oh, God, Jurassic Park 3 is also great. We're about to just talk about all of them. Because even, like, the uh, river scene in that movie at the end was always, like, so terrifying to me. Because, I mean, this big-ass this big ass bitch swimming in the water always freaked me out. Ah, you're in the water with this, like, literal big-ass bitch. <laughs> very that. Very that. And I was like, I cannot do. But We got uh, horror for kids to cuss. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Going down and sit. We'll put, a dis- we'll put a disclaimer with this week's episode. <laughs> like, listen, Thank you know, you. this product is a, it's, um, it's a display of who slash her is <laughs> and their content, <laughs> not horror for kids. Um, but yes, I mean, uh, I just love the Jurassic Park franchise. It's fantastic. I love the second, like you said, the second movie gets a lot of flack, but, and it gets a lot of flack for like, the city stuff which i don't understand because i like love it even now like i could understand where they're coming from but i think it's great <laughs> as a kid i love that so yeah, i think like that's something that should make it a little bit more terrifying the fact that this is no longer like on some remote island this is like in your backyard now i think that should definitely uh ramp up the fear of people but for some reason it didn't hit as as well as I thought it should have. I definitely need to get my hands on this book though. Like every time I hear you bring it up, I'm like, oh, I gotta get that. That sounds so cool. So thank you for telling me about it because I'm definitely gonna see if I can find it on like Amazon or something like that. Cause it sounds, it sounds great. And like just remembering like just the way that like, 
I remember there being like lunch. I remember going to grade two with like a Jurassic Park lunchbox and like that the the merchandise was a thing back in the nineties, which is so so fun to be like a part of, right? Yeah, was great. Uh, I mean, the toys, my God, the toys that I had with Jurassic Park. I remember with the third movie, they made like little figure. I can go on about this franchise. They had like little figurines <laughs> of all the characters in the third movie. And I remember I bought those little figures because they didn't really have human characters up until that movie, like for any of the movies, really. Um, or they would have like random like soldiers or whatever that just kind of like didn't vibe with me. But they had like actual characters. I remember it took so long to find Amanda from that movie. I was always so ticked off that I couldn't find her. Because again, as a little gay boy, I wanted the girl toy. And so they didn't have her. And it was ticked so long it took so long to find her i finally found her on like this random trip like i took with my parents to like a, a town in new mexico farmington like up in the middle of nowhere where a couple oh more friends <laughs> we went to farmington and we found her in that walmart uh up there but uh i remember for i don't know which movie it released with maybe it was the second one but they had this big ass t-rex i'm so sad i got rid of it but it was like big it was probably like this like this tall maybe for that do you and it had a stomach that would open so you can put stuff inside of it and it would swallow <laughs> it would swallow so if i wanted my toys to get eaten i could just have them get eaten and they would just open up its stomach and you can pull out your toys but i was shoving things inside <laughs> was it kind of like a softer like a softer yes he was very like pl- oh, he was he was like rubbery but plush at the same yeah, time i think i remember wow that see that just unlocked like uh <laughs> i'm like mind blown now because i do absolutely remember that that's so <laughs> i love that toy i finally got rid of it oh my goodness i don't even remember maybe when i was like 16 17 it was very hard to get rid of just because the amount of things that would kill with that dinosaur was <laughs> ridiculous. So I was very sad that it went, but I love this movie. I love this franchise, clearly. And you get rid of things and then you're like, years go by and you're like, oh, you know, I wish I kept that. I wish I like put it in my little movie room or whatever you've got, you know? <laughs> so is this your favorite movie in the franchise then? I know you said you kind of had some ups with the second or with the third. So is this your favorite or what would be your favorite in the franchise? I was gonna say, you know what? I'm glad you asked. Uh, my favorite of the franchise, the third one's my like one of my one of my favorites. But the first one is what got me even just involved with the whole thing to begin with. And um, as we spoke about, it's probably one of the most kind of horror esque movies of the franchise. And so I really appreciate that uh, about it. So I I definitely probably have to go with the classic and to say the first one's my favorite. And the very, very, very close seconds, the third one. I agree. I do. I think I enjoyed the third one more than I do enjoy the second one also. And I think this one is my favorite. Uh, Jurassic World is okay. The crazy thing is that was like very, the nostalgia smacked me in the face of that movie. And I watched it three or four times in theaters, I think. I went back, I went back a lot to watch that movie. Um, and even now, I still really enjoy it. Uh, but I think the first one's probably my favorite. How about you, Stormy? Which one's your favorite in the series? The exact same rating. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, clearly. I like the Jurassic World um, franchise, but I think it's more for me. Like I get to share something that I grew up with with my kid, like with the toys and stuff. I get to, I don't know, maybe just have like a little bit of my childhood in her childhood because now they're coming out with like the little raptor eggs and you open it up and there's like figurines inside and so that's what makes it fun for me Ben, that's really like amazing and i can't wait to have a kid or kids of myself so i can share this with them um but there's even now that new series on netflix which is which is they have so many on netflix like four different seasons okay so i haven't i it's you think that i'd be the first one to see it. <laughs> i haven't had a chance to check it out yet but i'm so excited to because i've heard nothing but great things about it though so i'm super pumped to see what it's all about and just to kind of see like how it you know pays homage to the franchise and things like that yeah, because it looks so cute. I saw it, like it randomly popped up like out of nowhere. And it was like, yeah, seasons, like Stormy said. And I was like, why have I never seen this? There's also a Lego Jurassic Park Is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> digging in the crates to do. I'm excited. That's why I love these discussions because it just, just opens up my mind to just so many new and cool things, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So I need to check out the one on have you seen it, Stormy? Has you like have you has your daughter watched it? Yeah, we, she's in a 
in and out of like a dinosaur and Paw Patrol phase. So I like try to foster the dinosaur as much as I can. And I'm like, yeah, let's learn about dinosaurs together. <laughs> like finally, all of my knowledge is useful again. So I also want to talk about just how iconic like this soundtrack is. Like obviously if you think of Jurassic Park, the if you ask somebody to like sing the Jurassic Park song, they're instantly going to know what you're talking about. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And they're going to scream it. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Like, when you hear that, dun, 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 like, everyone knows. Like, it makes me cry. That's <laughs> Or the, the doors opening, the that shot. That's like, almost to me, almost as iconic as, like, you know, the Harry Potter opening. Like, it's almost, like, that level of, recognizable you know definitely especially like we even like i mean like i mean with a property this big i mean obviously it's even like universal studios and whatnot so like even going there like <laughs> uh because we went last year the last time i went was with stormy not too long ago but when oh, we had that's gone, so cool yeah and it's just like it's a different experience like it's just it is like you said it's iconic and like that music just blaring like from every which direction and it just gives you it makes you really happy it makes me cry for sure I cried on the first half of the ride from like oh, happiness. <laughs> and then I cried on the last half of the ride from panic. So <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park in a nutshell. Yeah, literally. <laughs> couldn't have rounded out better than that. That's that's <laughs> I would I would love to attend. I have I've never been to uh is that Universal? Yes, mm-hmm. they have the Jurassic. Jurassic World now. They just rebranded it like I think like a year or two ago. Cause it was Jurassic oh, Park and now it's Jurassic World branding, which is okay. It's still the end game, <laughs> yeah. the same end gig. So right. it's okay. But well, I would love it's on my bucket list to at some point check out because I know that they also have uh the mummy. Yes. Stormy had a panic attack on that ride. So I sure did. Is it bad? It's so fun. I was just trying to convince myself that like we were everything was real. <laughs> I was touching, I was grabbing our friend's hand and I was like, are we okay? Is everything good? <laughs> it's great. I'm glad they haven't gotten rid of that ride either. Cause I mean, the mummy is an old property. At least, I mean, the movies that that's based on, which I love. I love the 90s mummy movies. Well, please, if you're ever having another uh, podcast, I would love to, cause you know what? Being, I think that like side topic again, I think that was probably like the first horror movie I ever saw was the mummy i was in my grandmother's basement and i watched it by myself my parents went out for the night and uh they rented it for me from blockbuster and i watched it and i just loved every part of it and again going back to that whole like archaeology paleontology yes. what, what's got me into it all right so i love the first one i watched was scorpion king i think that was the first one so really? that's, that's- you watched the Scorpion King before you watched The Mummy? Yeah, but I was also obsessed with, like, wrestling. Same. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> By Scorpion King, do you mean you watched the, like, The Mummy 2 that had The Scorpion King? Or you watched... Yes. Okay, okay. That one's, that one's one of my favorite ones, too. The Scorpion King movie that came after that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, issues with that. But but the Mummy 2, the Scorpion King was amazing. Like the CGI was terrible. But oh, the, so yes. bad. <laughs> the story though, the story was really cool. I loved it. So good. Okay, you know, just to put my little gay spin like I always do. Uh, what I love most about the second movie is I love a good girl fight. So their little side battle with their fucking looking like Melina from Mortal Kombat up in that bitch. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on, come with it. I was all about it. Uh, I love that movie. I love that. That scene was incredible. The scene where they go to, um, what? I'm, I'm going to show my nerd. <laughs> um, the oasis of whatever. And the pygmy mummies with the little, like, blowing, uh, blowing those darts and with the knives. That scene was terrifying, too. I loved it freaked me out you know i think i guess even i guess uh to kind of akin it back to jurassic park i think a lot of movies and especially during the 90s especially like when we see like with the mummy and things like that um and it's a good it's a thing that steven silberg is like really really good at is like bringing 
like horrific concepts to the screen, but kind of keeping them very fun and adventurous. Like, I mean, we saw him do it with Jaws, even, which a lot of people like the blockbusters that have horror related things within them is something that he is like very known for. He did it with Jaws. Um, even in Indiana Jones, there's some crazy, like horrific imagery in those films, but they're like more action kid friendly. And then he did it again with this movie. And then, you know, just the movies that kind of, I mean, he's a big director, obviously, and he brings so much inspiration and like blockbuster films that have like horror related things happening in them. I think, I mean, a lot of it does fall back into what he was able to do. I mean, going back to Jaws, we're not talking about Jaws, but like even with that film and with Jurassic Park, which is like another staple of his, I think it's just great that he's able to do that and bring, I mean, some touch of horror to like mainstream audiences. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Appreciate him for that. I love him as a director. Always have. He's amazing. I love him. He's great. <laughs> love this movie. Uh, it's it just sticks with me. Uh, I just want to keep. Ah, damn it. Yeah, we need to. Ha- I need to have you guys read the book because I just want to talk about the book. Yes, because I, uh, even a thing in the book is uh, Lex and Tim are switched. So uh, he's older. Uh, Tim is older than Lex. She's like a little girl who plays baseball the entire book. Um, and I like that better. I don't know why they switched it for this movie at all, but I just like the relationship that they have in the book a lot more. Cause I mean, if we're focusing on the kids in this movie, like you said, I mean, they kind of make some awful choices <laughs> and you know, they're supposed to be the connection for the kids who are watching the movie. Obviously, you know, they're supposed to see themselves in these children. Um, definitely wish they would have done a little bit more with them in this movie. Uh, but I think they do great. I still, I think they did fantastic in this movie, if anything. I do want to talk about the final scene, though, uh, of this movie, because it just gets me hyped when they're getting chased around by these raptors, and they're just, like, fighting them off with all these bones flying everywhere. It's just so good. I love the ending of this movie. I know. That's one of the best scenes, like, of 90s, for me, like, climax scenes ever. Love it. Love that part. So good. And then the T-Rex coming in to save them at the end, like very last minute. Like the, the un, you would have never, like the, the whole unsuspecting who would have thought the T-Rex would be the, the savior, right? All right. It makes me laugh though, because he comes in like last minute with like the big doors just wide open. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we, we, we know those doors weren't open. <laughs> yeah. The ribbon is falling. And I love, I love how the movie trails off with like uh, the plane flying and you see the 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 flying dinosaurs kind of beside it and that just kind of like gives you that like the possibility of, of a sequel and then sure enough we got Jurassic Park 2 after that right so that's I love the whole the whole movie it's just so amazing one well one that like literally is is timeless if you think about uh you know spanning over like early 90s to now we're in the early 2021s and there we have a series on Netflix so it's like it's it's the the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> yeah keeps giving the longevity of it is something that speaks for itself and how you know how amazing the the franchise is do y'all feel like you have like if you think about Jurassic Park is there a specific quote that you think about uh I always say clever girl to myself same clever yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite ones yeah um what's another one? Oh, i also always laugh like uh goldblum does in the helicopter his whatever i always do that also that always makes me laugh tremendously he's uh he's so funny in this movie i love him nails his role i was so happy to see him in uh in drastic world because that was that was so uh nostalgic and just heartwarming to see that he was on the same mission of trying to warn people you know like i i same thing yeah (laughs) he won't stop um i really hope they do well by these characters because they're all three coming back i think right yeah grant ellie and ellie coming back everyone's coming back yeah so i hope they treat them right in this new movie that's what i was thinking about this entire time i was like you know i just hope they treat them right and don't do them dirty and i hope they have like a good part in this movie because i mean I need it. I need them back. I've been waiting for Alan Grant to come back to this series for so long. <laughs> like, I need him. Can you imagine if for the newest film, they have like a like a scream moment where like one of the main characters, someone who's like 
been in the franchise for you know all the past movies gets like instantly like killed by a dinosaur like in the first five minutes wouldn't that be just crazy like yeah like, so excited excited. To come back into the franchise like within the first five minutes I or something like that i think that would be a such a crazy twist like plot twist i need hammond to come back like old and decrepit <laughs> as fuck just like oh. with yeah oh my god have you guys seen um maybe i'm just really i guess i don't know the last jedi <laughs> some yes. star wars um have you not okay well they bring the emperor back in that movie and he's just like an old decrepit thing even though he died years later i could see hammond being like that he's like you know i gave myself my body was crap you know full disney moment my body was frozen and you know i told them you know when jurassic world or park or whatever is perfect bring me back <laughs> so i can come and come back as a reanimated corpse <laughs> i would only allow that to happen if he gets devoured by a monster in the end by a dinosaur and then he falls into an enclosure from tripping or something. <laughs> right. But they have to use that one line where they're like, life finds a way. That would be so gold. No, they would need to say spared no expense and then throw him into the <laughs> throw him into the <laughs> I also say that a lot. Spared no expense. <laughs> but if they did kill somebody off, I I don't know. I can't see myself sacrificing any of those three. Like with Scream, I'm like, yeah, get rid of Dewey. Kill him. I don't care. But like with these three, I'm like, I don't know who I would like be okay with dying. I would cry with any one of them like for to die. I know. Or even like, or even like a concept where like, I don't know, like Chris Pratt um in the first five minutes, he gets killed and they have to bring Blue just tears him apart. <laughs> tears him apart. Yeah, exactly. And they have to bring back the original crew members to like Bring peace to the island, something like that. Something like that. Bring peace to the island. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Kill off Chris Pratt, all about it, you know, and bring back the others. I could see, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in this movie. I'm nervous. Uh, but I could definitely see Sam Neill, like, not caring too much and be like, yeah, just kill, kill Alan Grant. It's cool. Kill me. I could see him being the one that's like, doesn't care. I guess maybe Jeff Goldblum also is going to be like, kill me so I never have to come back. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm very nervous to see what happens. Just don't touch Laura Dern. Don't hurt her. I know. Please. I know. She's she's so great. Oh yeah, she's amazing. But you know, I'm ready for it either way. I'm gonna be in that theater no matter what. I will con- I will constantly give the Jurassic Park series and franchise my money. <laughs> like it will never end. I like take it, just take it. <laughs> Anything, I don't care. The merchandise, all t-shirts, everything. Take it. Um, but thank you, Renee, for joining us, of course. Oh my God, this was so much fun. I had literally the time of my life, an hour flew by and I, I didn't even realize because we were just having so much fun. So thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Come back anytime. Yes, please, anytime. And honestly, if we ever talk about any of the other Jurassic Park movies or anything. The mummy? <laughs> would, yeah, The Mummy. I would love to be on your podcast about anything. anything. <laughs> so you let me know. And this was so much fun. I will. I would love to to do this again for sure thank you we really do appreciate it uh where can people like find you online so yeah you can find me at horror for kids on twitter uh instagram facebook um for me myself uh it's just my first and last name on again twitter instagram facebook renee croft is what i go by when i'm not posting about uh horror i'm a makeup artist so i post a lot of (laughs) Makeup awesome. related things and whatnot. So yeah. <laughs> wow, we stand. We stand. Thank you. Thank you guys. You guys are so awesome. I, it was so and like thank you for sharing that story of how we have like the same birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so amazing. We'll never be able to forget our anniversaries. <laughs> I know. I know. We, should, we should do like a celebration. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It was it was so much fun, you guys. Thank you. Of course, thank you. And continue to do what you're doing because it's fantastic. It really is. It really does All the help. nostalgia. All the I, nostalgia. I live for the page. Thank you. That means the world to me. And I love your podcast. You guys also keep it up. You guys do such an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Uh, you so much, so much fun and inclusivity to horror. And you guys are just so awesome. So we both gotta just keep up the amazing work. And it's been a Pleasure to be in this genre with the two of you. So congratulations to you too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll bring you back. 
Don't worry about it. Uh, where can everybody find us, Stormy? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean um, under the same name. Uh, like we said, be sure to go give some love to Renier and Horror for Kids, and that's Horror Number Four Kids. And yeah, we love you so much and stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>